You're listening to The Running Public. From marathoners to mud runners, we all have the same goal. Get to the finish line faster. That's right. This podcast is for you guys, the running public. Nobody, nobody touch a thing. I'm not touching anything. It's this incognito mode because you guys, you're a dad and you like to watch creepy shit on the internet. You blew up my computer with your damn creepy porn portal. (laughs) That's not that. Wait, did you click on the link I sent you, actually? Did that get you in? Or no, you're all- I just did it in non-incognito mode. I don't think my f- computer was – see, I'm not a pervert. My computer wasn't ready for this new portal dimension of internet that you guys are trying to expose it to. You you are absolutely a pervert. That's okay. We're not judging you on that. I'm not an internet pervert, dude. I do my perversion face-to-face. <laughs> do you know it took us 29 minutes to get this figured out, how to get you on this podcast, Hunter? The strange thing – is that the first time you clicked it, it worked. I'm not embarrassed. You guys run this stuff all the time. I'm over here. I came with my A-game. I brought my coffee. I brought my orange juice. I brought my cool shades. Like everything was ready. You guys didn't show up prepared. I'm here. Kirk's here. Let's rock. By the way, I need to, I need to get a, a barber for this mullet. It's starting to get out of control. It looks like you've been riding a motorcycle without a helmet for like an hour. That's how I would describe it. That's my life. You look like Johnny Bravo. I look like Johnny Bravo these days, dude. I am all muscle. I am pumped. So tell us what you've been up to lately, Hunter. What, what's going on in your world, man? <sighs> dude, it's it's a, you know, you could look at the life in two different ways right now. You could look at this as the greatest opportunity of all time. Like you, the, the world's giving you an opportunity to press pause on what the normal schedule is. Or you could look at it like somebody has just taken away everything that you were looking forward to for the year. I've rode that fine line between the two of those things for a second. Like I've been literally walking to the gate on two flights and I've had to turn around because, you know, just circumstances have changed. Um, But I've also been afforded the time to go camping in the woods, travel around, see my family, do a couple road trips, start some new businesses and stuff. Um, But dude, just like in the last, since I talked to you guys last, um, COVID hit, uh, Murph hit, uh, I moved out of living with Matt, um, the backstreet, the Colorado backstreet boys have broken up officially and I have moved back to Malibu. I started a business and then what we will talk about eventually in this podcast is the next big thing going on in the world. It's going to take the world by storm. You're a victim of the boy band syndrome. You know, those that burn the brightest burn out the quickest. Well, you know, to be honest, I hung out with the backstreet boys not too long ago and they burned really bright and some of them i think truly uh burned from the inside out and then a couple of them i think were able to kind of uh are you speaking figuratively or literally when you say you hung out with the backstreet boys oh no i partied my ass off with the backstreet boys a couple years ago they were uh, all together in one spot with you i went to their concert unbeknownst to me i was literally flying into miami (laughs) and my my manager was like hey you want to go to backstreet boy concert and i was like Hell yeah, I want to go to a Backstreet Boy concert. What kind of question is that? And I went there. The next thing you know, I'm just standing in an elevator, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Lance Bass, and I'm pretty sure that's such and such. And like, I was, I somehow got in the wrong elevator. And then he goes, Hey, we're gonna go to a party afterwards. And the two dark-haired Backstreet Boys were just at the party. We were at their party, 
And then they took us out bowling and we were taking drinking shots. You know the the long-haired handsome one uh with the ponytail and stuff. He he and I had like a heart to heart. I was like literally they they hustled me in a game of uh bowling and they're like, "Yeah, let's play for shots." Cuz like I threw the first ball and I like smashed all the pins. I was like, "Yeah, it's no big deal. I've got some pythons on me." They're like, "Oh, you like to play." And I was like, you know, I'm an athlete, you know, I could probably figure this thing out. They hustled me. They like threw a couple of shitty ones. And then after that, it was all strikes. So, next thing you know, I was buying everybody shots. I was pissed drunk. I woke up on the beach with my, I wasn't really wearing my pants. I wasn't fully, they weren't fully off, but they weren't fully on. And I don't know how I got there. So it was a weird night. Pretty Wait, good night. So <laughs> just, I, I got to, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. You accidentally got in the elevator with the Backstreet Boys and they were like, hey, come party with us. Or you had a connection already. I had a connection already, but I showed up. I was late to the party and I was like, shit, I got to get in there. So like it was in Miami, they have these venues in the back where the pools are, like these humongous pool lounge spaces. And they're in the front. It's a massive hotel. So I was like, dude, I got to get around all these lines. So I started doing my my like kind of sketchy hunter thing. Like I've been to so many events, like I cut lines very well. So I was like, I see that elevator back there that not a lot of people are going to, beeline. Next thing you know, I'm sitting next to this massive security guard and on the other side, Lance Bass. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, how the hell did I get in this elevator? And then that was the first time being exposed to him. I listened to a couple songs, concert ends. Literally, next thing you know, I get in a similar elevator. I go upstairs and now we're at their party. And from that point on, it was just like the rocket ship was off, dude. And I was just, I was along for the ride. I was like, we're partying. They were the nicest people in the entire world. And they like to have a good time. I can only say the most positive things about them. And uh, they they crushed me in bowling. That's like kind of like the synopsis of the night. And uh, let me tell you, dude, when you hang out with the Backstreet Boys, make sure you stay away from bowling alleys. Anybody that can dance that well, Hunter, can probably bowl pretty good too. I would I would assume they're pretty multi talented gentlemen. I don't know if you guys ever see me on the dance floor, but I'm not great at dancing, so I don't associate with those people often. So, let's <laughs> just say I was hustled from the start. You were living you were living large after your first TMX win the night you crashed at my house and you attempted a little dancing out. You were you were pissed drunk. You were you were on the top of your game. That was the height of Hunter's rise and you still you still had no rhythm. Don't make me feel bad about having a good time. There's a little freedom in that. Now, I'd assume most men would get danced off the dance floor by the Backstreet Boys, but then they hustled you in bowling and drank you under the table until you woke up pantsless on the beach. Crushed me crushed me to the point where like I literally was just drinking I don't even like tequila it was just like tequila 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 we kept on playing then we were at another club and I was like I was starting to lose my mind and I remember the last thing I remember was like I need to get out of this space so I started to like walk towards the exit and I remember like going out opening the door and cut cutting left and then I blacked out and I woke up just in the sand like the sunrise beautiful day and I kind of like looked down and my pants weren't like fully around they're like down by my knees so it's either I'm assuming that I was like trying to pee and I just fell asleep into the bushes or someone found me unconscious and tried to take my pants off. Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't sound like the security man was doing his job that night. Well, they, I, at that point I was like, you know, you, everybody was on their own mission. My manager ended up somehow, he ended up going to the beach also, but not with me. And I found him in bed soaking wet, covered in sand the next morning. So we, we lived large that night. Wow. That's what I live for these days. I don't drink very often, but if I am going to drink, it's got to be attached to a story like that. <laughs> there's there's only like three major boy bands left to hit. If you could hit 98 Degrees, Sync, and maybe the Jonas Brothers, Hanson, if they're available, you've wiped out the whole, the whole <sighs> city. 
I feel like a night with Hanson would be kind of depressing because I haven't heard about those guys in a long time. I think they probably went downward spiral. But if I could have a night with, um, I don't know, InSync sounds like they'd be fun, but I think they'd be a little bit broken up. I don't know. I'd probably put my money on InSync, not Hanson. 98 degrees. I have no no intention of hanging out with them. But the Jonas Brothers, movie stars, music producers, marrying all the best celebrities in the world, that could be great. You 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 tread carefully. If you start talking bad about Nick Lachey, we're gonna have words. Nothing, nothing. Hands up. What have you guys been up to? I mean, I I can't I, I honestly feel like you could be in the next Hannibal Lecter movie with the outfit and glasses that you have on. Yeah, tell us about your tell us about your outfit today, Bracken. What Bracken has this like bright orange. It's actually pink. You can't tell, but it's a it's like a salmon. Salmon. Okay, he's got a salmon button-down short sleeve on, buttoned all the way up to his trachea. So it's tight around his neck with these blue glasses on. What is the look today, bro? Well, I mean, they're gold rim aviators. This is Hunter. I, I dressed up for Hunter. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you stand up, though, I have running shorts on. That's good. I shaved for you guys. This is the first time that I've shaved, like clean shaved in almost three months. I don't like it. I do. I like Hunter shaving. It, it's smooth. It's nice. I like the buzzer just because it makes things easier, but... Let me tell you, dude, a nice smooth shave and then putting on like that, that like uh, whatever you call it, like the rubbing alcohol and afterwards to kind of seal the deal. Love <laughs> I don't it. think it's rubbing alcohol. <laughs> whatever it is, what is it? Lacquer thinner. Yeah. After shave. I, um, I just got an MRI result uh, in my inbox about 10 seconds before this podcast. You have a broken tibia, fibia, trivia? No, cuboid in my foot. Is it broken? Apparently, I don't know. I can't read the results very well. My doctor has to call, but somehow they emailed them to me on accident. So I'm reading through these very, like, very articulate and confusing uh, results. But it sounds that way. I got a, I got a limp foot, brother. Stay on your assault bike. You'll be fine in no time, dude. I've been on my assault bike for eight weeks. It still hurts. So what, dude? You got nothing to get ready for. Well, I would like to run just because I enjoy it. I'm curious what you're getting ready for because High Rock's not yet on the horizon. There's not really anything cooking are you just going all out gym bro or are you you keeping the engine primed for what's next i mean i'm running like 30 miles a week probably more consistently than i have since the beginning of when i started training for crossfit so this is the most mileage i've gotten in a long time it's not specific mileage like i was doing um like when high rocks was going on but it's just like i'll run two to three six milers and then i'll run like a 15 16 miler on the weekend so I don't really care. Like I, as long as like I can just move and not stop moving on any kind of train, I just consider that to be just like a, a very broad base. And, you know, I'm lifting heavy as all hell um, because why the heck not? Um, I got a beer mile coming up. I got a thousand dollars on that. Uh, I got another thousand dollars. My buddy, who Eddie, who runs the Wadcast podcast, like I'm basically with all these like well-to-do men in Malibu that are really bored right now. And they're like, let's just see if you can beat us in this stuff. So Eddie doesn't think that I can break a six minute mile in the beer mile. Totally. Oh, you for sure can. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So basically if I lose, I have to give him a thousand dollars. If he loses, he has to give me a month's, uh, two months worth of, uh, advertising on his podcast for the event that we're about to launch, which is a great deal for me. Um, another one of my buddies has got a thousand dollars against me. I have to run. He's going to try to run a 530. I'm going to try to run a uh, 430. He's 43, so he's 12 years older than me. He gets five seconds a mile faster than me for every year he's older than me. Just a flat-out mile race? 
flat out mild. So I'm like in like 440 shape, 445 shape right now. What do you weigh? 208. Oh. It hurts a lot, dude. I went to the track a couple days ago and I did six by 400s at 68s and it was good. And then it wasn't like the fourth one. I was like, whoa. And my hip sockets, like, you know, where the hamstring attaches into your, like the base of your ass and your pelvis. Mm -hmm. Like if you start to overwork that, how tender and sore it gets, dude, it felt like somebody had just fucking like come up behind me and just punched me in the butt cheeks as hard as they could twice. Cause it was so tender. But I think so you're going to break 440 at 208. Oh, yeah. No problem. I mean, I think I'll be able to hold the uh, – I think based on my mathematics, if you can hold 12 straight through at 400 pace with 60 seconds rest, uh, you should be able to do the mile at that pace. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to hold 68s for 12. I just did six. Next week I'll do seven to eight. Next week I'll do eight – and then I'll drop down back to six, five or six for a week, and then I'll pump up again. And so probably by mid-October, I should hit it. That, that's interesting, Hunter, because we we were talking about you on one of the podcasts about, A, your ability to quickly sharpen into running because you keep your engine good at all times. But the second is we were talking about people that want a ton of variety in their training progression, but that a lot of people, the really good professional level people, just do tiny little progressions and they just keep extending out to the hip what they want to do. And I feel like you're the prototype of that where anytime I talk to you about how you're going to get to a time, you're like, well, I'm going to run eight by 800 at it this time. And I'm going to sharpen down over time. And by the end, I'm going to be able to do 12 by 800 at this. And that's boom. I'm there. Like yep. you do very simple, boring interval work, but it doesn't matter because you know, that's your process to get there. It's interesting because the programming that I'm doing right now, like I have this, like I know people who are selling programming right now that are like, it's just like kind of like that sweaty, sexy burn. And it's like a fun workout and stuff. But I, my, one of my programs I sell is called House Pro. It's just what I do every single day. And if you looked at it, you'd be like, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You're like, fuck, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like if you trained with me through my Murph block, you probably would have lost your mind. You're doing push-ups, pull-ups, squats three times a week. And it, like it, imam levels and then you're at the track and like everything was systematic where it was first it was strength then it was speed then it was endurance like you know and i know i mean like i, I tell this to you guys all the time but if you look over in this corner those are all training books if you look right there training books if you look over there training books and like i just brought three books home last night i brought this book home la bought last night i just read and read and read and read and read until the point where i can't read anymore and then i apply and then I read it again and then I retest it. So is it 100%? No. Is it getting harder the older I get? A little bit because you can do – I, I said this uh, to someone the other day. So if you think about like a sledgehammer, I can swing the sledgehammer harder than I've ever – I have in my entire life. But the blowback is just as powerful. So mm -hmm. that rebound and ricochet that comes with it means like the recovery time and the impact that it has on my body. So like that – I'm not saying – I'm old. I'm just saying I have to keep in check with my mortality and my recovery rate because, you know, a couple of weeks ago I did a one rep max bench press. I did a 16 mile uh, trail race and I was doing CrossFit workouts all week. I felt like death the next week. And I was like, that was just stupid. I didn't have anything else to do, but it was stupid mm -hmm. and it's going to hinder where I want to be. But, you know, I don't know. That was a long winded answer. 
You got to wait, wait five years. It gets worse too. You got to even be more of a student of your own body. It's incredible how it progresses. You're actually ahead of the curve thinking ahead like you are. Cause what are you 32? I forget. 31. 31. Like you're, you're actually ahead of the game. Your, your foresight is good there. I have a question. Uh, when it comes to your interval work, just cause we're on the topic or we were, if you, let's say you're going for next week, you're going for eight, 400s at 68, but mm-hmm. on number six, you, you break. Now you're at 69. And then on number seven, you're at 70. Are you pulling the plug or are you fighting through to your eight? Cause that's what you had set in your head. When do you decide like the return on investment is waning? Well, I mean, it's, it's silly. A lot of people are like no pain, no gain. Like if there's, if I'm four seconds behind my time on a, on a, a two back to back reps that are four seconds behind my time, I'm starting to lose the stimulus. I'm just like dragging myself through the track. And when I do hill repeats and things like that, it's different. I, I only do hill repeats in time rather than distance. When it comes to track repeats, I do uh, scored time rather than um, you know duration. So that would be my goal. So if I went 68, 68, 68, 68, 69, 72, I'm done. Four seconds is your swing on quarters. That's your hard limiter. That's a big, that's a big window if you're really dialed in. I think. It's a big window, but at the same time, like especially with me not being regularly at the track, like this is the first track work I've done consistently in a while. It's so hard to hit that. And you, you know, you guys both lived at the track. And I was just listening to your guys, Ryan Kent's story, and he was talking about how important the track is. Like most of the people listening to this podcast don't fully understand. It's just like me being super aware of even putting two and a half pound plates on the bar when I do a set. To some mm-hmm. people, that's so important to have that little extra stimulus when you're training to be a champion. I would never tell anybody unless you're a professional athlete to have anything but 45s, 25s, and 10s. And I'd probably even take the 10s off. I'm like, you probably don't even need the 10s. You probably need to just work 45s and 25s, master those weights. That's what Dan John says, and then move up. And it's like the same thing with the track. It's like if I asked you to like, you know, hit this specific interval with this, this, and this, you're just like, what? So for mm-hmm. me – I'd mm-hmm. rather just hold the line. And also, I'll say this to everybody else. If you're not paying attention, I'm not just working on the track. I'm working on the track. I'm working on my bench. I'm working. I'm playing soccer on Tuesdays. There's so much variance going on right now that if you have an off day, you can't allow that to dictate the rest of your training week. And sometimes you just need to push through. No, I like that. Hmm? I Science. like it. Science. I've liked, I like from the beginning that you do – simple intervals you don't do mixed paces you're it's not like you're going 1200 400 1200 333 84 you know like you just like i remember one of the first workouts progressions you shared with me you do one 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 minute on one minute off you know for two weeks and then you do two one and then you do three one and by the end all right i've progressed it to five one and now i'm way better than i was and you seem to like those logical simple progressions and you don't get bogged down and oh i need something exciting no and I'm rereading um, Prefontaine's book right now and listening to some of the workouts that he did. I was like, God, gosh, that's sexy. I should try that. And then I just thought to myself, I was like, that's too much work. That dude's training for the Olympics in multiple distances. And it's just, he's a premium track athlete. I could, I got so excited reading the book. I was like, and then I had, to, when I put it down, I thought for a second, I was like, don't incre- increase your training like that. Stick to what you know. And I think a lot of people who have probably, I got caught up in this, especially in the beginning of my career. You see what other people are doing and you're like, I got to try that. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you've tried five different workouts in five different weeks and there's no consistency. So you never know if you're getting better. It's interesting with the pre thing, 
Because we really like looking at pro runners, like these pro runners do this and they're the best in the world. But kind of like you talked about with adding two and a half, like they're playing with stimulus. We can't even access because we're so slow compared to them. Yeah. It is so crazy listening to this guy, like just listing off all of his American records and how he just would like switch between distances so seamlessly. And I had to hit a point in my life where I was like, I'm just not that guy. I'm really good at a couple things and I can't pretend that I'm even close to any of these guys. So don't try to dance on the floor with them. Like it's just, it's, it's not going to work out. And yeah. if you can stay in your lane, you can really get good at it. But if you try to get out of it and try to follow somebody else's route, you can screw yourself up pretty badly. Like I used to listen to Hobie calls workouts. And if you try to do any Hobie calls workouts, you probably blow the calves off the back of your body and you wouldn't get any results and you probably overtrained within like a second. Um, no, you wouldn't even be overtrained. You just beat, beat the shit. Cause the dude would wear 20 to 40 pound vests with 60 seconds of max intensity with 15 seconds rest between held at a pace that's unfathomable to the average human being. And he would say these things to me and I was like, Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Benny's there right now. I want Benny to go do a workout and just literally lose the hair off the back of his head. Cause he's trying to keep up. Kurt, you and I haven't talked about this. Benny moved out with Hobie to train for a, I, a couple months. I heard. How did he convince Hobie to put up with him for a Mormon boot camp, baby? Hobie invited him, it seemed like. But the you know what the craziest part is? Benny has to work his 10-hour day with him in addition to the training. That's that's going to be some mental training for Benny. I don't know. Wait, so he's know. like going to be Hobie's sidekick in his 9 to 5 he's, job? He's like, he's like shadowing Hobie. He's an apprentice. He's doing the whole deal. Yeah. Yep. I think it, I think it's the best thing Benny could have in his life. Is Benny an aspiring heating and cooling gentleman or an electrician or a plumber or whatever Hobie is? No, dude. You're just shadowing somebody who's a very great human being. I think it's an opportunity of a lifetime. If I, I think so too. If I wasn't where I was at right now and the shit that I had going on, I would be out there too. He's going to come away with this not being like, this is what I need to do. He's going to come away realizing this is how to structure your life. Like this is how a master goes through life. Yeah. This is how a man lives versus how a boy lives. What is yep. he trying to accomplish? Like if you, he had to tell you his main objective of this, what is the purpose of his living with Hobie? To get know. faster? Uh, to just I learn? I think he wants to just be, learn and be exposed. It's just like the opportunity of lifetime. I don't know anybody who's lived with Hobie. So he'll be the first. Josh Swanser went out there for a couple of weeks one time, but yeah. no one's ever like immersed themselves in the Hobie experience. I think that's incredible, dude. It's just like you're living living with a Titan. So power to him. I told him, I was like, dude, I was like, ditch all your other plans. This is a freaking opportunity of a lifetime. And that's exactly what I said to you guys in the beginning of this podcast. It's like, what's going on right now, you can either see this as the coolest opportunity ever, or you could sit there and cry and say, the things that I had planned have been taken from me. This guy right here, Benny, jumped right into that. And I, I admire him for that because most people don't have the courage to pick up and go. Yeah. Benny will have to write a biography on Hobie after this. He's going to have some good insight that I don't think any of us have. I'm a fly on the wall. I talk to Benny every single day because we work together on the house project. And I'm just like, so what happened today? And usually he just tells me, he's like, they, they have just so much fun. Hobie works hard all day long, like up at four, works till five, works out, goes to bed at eight. The kids, everyone's having a blast. It just sounds like a, a, an amazing household. So when I lived over in Park City, I was blown away by the connection, the kindness, and just how cool everybody was in that culture. And I think people are just like, 
the Mormons are so weird and they stay out of Utah. I was like, I was amazed. I was like, I would sit down with these people every day for the rest of my life because they are kind, like calm and collected. Whereas like if I hang out, you hang out with groups of people in California or New York city, sometimes you sit at the table and you're like, these people are barbaric. I was like, they would eat the food off my plate and stick a knife in my back as soon as they could. If it meant that they were going to be able to step one ladder up, rung up the ladder, not them, dude, they're kind. Yeah. So you took, you took advantage of this. I mean, you, you always do, but you've, you've got something cooking. I do have something. You spit it out. Well, you got a big announcement for us. I do. Let me just get my notepad because I just realized because we were doing so much crazy stuff trying to log into this thing that I forgot that I had my notepad with all my notes and talking points. So give me 10 seconds. You guys just talk amongst each other. Okay. I, okay. I got these notes down. I'm very excited about this, but I want to give you guys like the full description to the, the best of its potential. One second. So well, Hunter can't hear us, he basically reached out begging us, just begging us to be on the podcast again because he has something so important in the works that the people need to know. I mean, he was begging. He was at our disposal, wasn't he, Bracken? Bracken, we, I need you. I need you. Your platform's just so much bigger than mine. We, we just have huge hearts, and we're just doing this this kind of low life. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, he's back. No, it's good. We were just singing your praises. I hope so. Dude, it was leg day yesterday, and I just realized how – enormously sore I am. I tried to like jump up and like run into the other room to go get the pad of paper. And I was like, oh. Monday, Monday switched my switch from exercising and rehabbing into training again. And I kicked it off with Angie and I still can barely walk. The, the sit-ups, the pull-ups and- push, uh, Pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, squats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's brutal. But dude, honestly, I would tell you to do that kind of stuff and get tons of repetition healthy, healthy repetition before you'd add intensity or weight. That's that's my problem. I'd love to start with a, a base building strength block, but my connective tissue is so atrophied that I'm going to have to rep it out for a little bit first. Dude, that's the way to do it. Rep. Look up Westside Barbell. And oh, yeah, I looked up Westside. Westside Barbell, like I learned that a while ago that you have to – like. Tendons and ligaments grow at one hundredth the rate that muscle fiber does. So that's why when you see like these golfer, like you know, these football players, baseball players, they gain twenty pounds of muscle in one year, and the next year they have Tommy John surgery or ACL surgery. They're they're they have a motor in their car with the suspension that can't back it up. So take your time. That's um, what I'm doing. I'm doing a CrossFit girl per week, sometimes two, and I'm gonna build her up. Oop, 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 CrossFit girl. Uh, so check this out. Yeah. Basically. Um, about a month and a half ago, I realized that things were going really bad for us in this sport. Like I was just like, everything's getting canceled. I was getting ready to, I got my high rocks canceled. Then I had this CrossFit event canceled. I was going to get ready for West Virginia and it got canceled. And then all of a sudden they canceled like all events, like for the rest of 2020. So I just said to myself, I was like, I'm not going to let this happen to my sport. I'm not going to lose my entire life because other people are dictating it. So I was like, I also understand that this is happening to everybody. So I'm going to create uh, an opportunity that's going to change everybody's year. So I brought together the best minds in the sport. I built this whole team. So I have a half dozen members who are literally working all hours of the day to develop this. We raised tens of thousands of dollars. And we basically were immediately started. We said the first thing that we need to do is we need to make sure that we can give back to the economy of the sport that's already been de like you know demolished. So we raised immediately $31,000 worth of cash prizes. I'll explain that in a second so you can have the whole breakdown. Next part that I really wanted to have was I wanted to have the most legitimate competition to actually give away those prizes. You had to really validate 
the, the work that was behind the cash that was given. So what we did is I called uh, um, Adrian and I said, listen, dude, uh, everything's been shut down. I would really like to work with you on something that's going to change the industry. And I was like, we have the power to do it. We both have the connections. You have the resources of the reach. I have the resources of the athletes, the, the ability to build this thing. And I have the ability to bring in all the sponsors to help fund this thing and make sure that all the athletes feel like pros. Like a big part of what we're doing is, is I don't want the, the pros just to get cash. I was like the age groupers who fund our sport truthfully, I want them to feel like pros. I want them to be able to wear the watches, have the shoes, try out the supplements. I'm trying to give things all the way down the ladder, you know, to the last person who's competing. I want to make sure that they feel like they experience something more than just showing up. So Adrian partnered with me and he were his official event partner for 2020. And so like one part of the partnership is that we're able to qualify people I cannot guarantee this. It's just been like handshake until I have paperwork. These numbers aren't hard, so don't anybody get upset with me. But at this point, we're understanding that we're going to qualify 440 athletes in our event for the 2021 World Championships physically for Obstacle Course Racing World Championships. And you're the only race that has the ability to qualify through as of now, right? Only race. And you guys can all contact Adrian because there's more things that will help people qualify other than just us based on some things that they had established before we made this partnership. So please don't think that anybody, uh, what we're doing is going to affect what he's already put down for people. Um, but I wanted to give this opportunity. I was like, dude, let's give the people a purpose to train hard because like you, we can't let the community just shut down for a whole year. We need to give them something. So basically we made that partnership. That was really important. And so, you know, all these partnerships have come together. Now I have to talk about the actual body of the event. So the body of the event is going to be a four-week event, four competitions, one a week, two running, two gym-based, very limited equipment, just the right amount of equipment that will allow people to train and show their athleticism and fitness just the same way that would equate to a championship level or any level of obstacle course race, except for like a color run. Um, we're talking about real events like Savage Race, Spartan Race, um, OCR World Championships, Tough Mudder you know, toughest, all those things. These things are designed for my brain and all the workouts, the thousands of workouts that I've built over the years to de basically define the fittest athlete who, uh, OCR athlete in the world. So you're not, you're not trying to test CrossFit or high rocks. You're testing an OCR event strength. Basically our goal is to find through OCR. That's our dominant, um, our dominant goal to reach to. But if you're just like a fitness endurance athlete, this is a great challenge for you as well. I'm not trying to say that if you like to do CrossFit or do high rocks or marathoning that you shouldn't come. I'm saying like the, these events are very well designed for the person who doesn't need to do deadlifts. It, like there's no bars involved. There's no like major equipment like rowers or anything like that. Like I will release more information a little bit later, uh, but I want to give everybody the, you know, the basic uh, ground rules of what we're doing. And through these four events, two running, uh, two gym, basically our goal is to, through all of these metrics, see if we can find the fittest athlete in the sport. You know, John Albin in those two running events is going to have a spectacular run. I mean, the dude is such a specific athlete. He really dominates that running ability. So you'll be able to see that. Then somebody like Isaiah Vidal and the gym workouts will be able to excel. Now, through the metrics of the four events, we're going to see which one of them is closer to being to the top. Does John Albin certainly have a much more decorated career? Yes. But does he keep himself in a very specific niche, like niche spot in the sport? Yes. 
So we're trying to see like, but then you got someone like Ryan Atkins. Ryan Atkins is a great example of who could be a winner of this event. Um, he's done everything from world's toughest mutter all the way down to TMX and had a very, very successful string. He's one of those kind of guys where like, is Ryan Atkins one of the fittest people on earth? Cause he does it all. He's really spectacular. So I just, you know, start to build these things. We always have these debates on podcasts, like who's the fittest, like, you know, what could this person's potential be? So it was my goal without actually putting on a physical event, a start line and a finish line through virtual events that could be done at your own home with very limited equipment and a partner, like, you know, you have to have Strava We're running all of our analytics through Strava for the running events. Our goal is basically to have everybody be able to do this very easily and to the highest level of athletic potential possible. So let me understand. So you came up with $31,000 somehow on your own to be reinvested into prize money for this event. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, just like any business, you have to raise money. Like if I wanted to start a, a, you know, a tire company or a a balloon company or these kind of things, like typically people don't have millions of dollars or even thousands of dollars in their back pocket to just dump in to fully disclose to people. I put $30,000 of my own money into this. So I'm working my ass off to make sure that I get my money back, obviously. But also I'm really, I've had so many people, sponsors, people like Joe letting me live at their house for free. I had a bunch of people believe in me in the very beginning to get my career going. So I'm willing to give back. Like those $30,000 I have in my bank account came almost entirely from this sport. So mm-hmm. a lot of my fortune and success in life comes from this community. So it was my goal, obviously, to give back. And I know through my hard workings that I'll be able to earn that money back and also be able to spread the wealth around the community. Now, if you don't mind, Hunter, I want to jump in here. Obviously, this is a business and he's looking to recoup his money. But on the first phone call Hunter and I did, the first thing he said is, dude, no one is making any prize money this year. We've got to give some of these athletes some money in their pocket or at least the chance to compete for it in a way that they would normally compete for it. Like Ryan Woods can go out there and win thousands every weekend, but he can't enter the High Rocks virtual competition and make anything. And from the beginning, Hunter was adamant to me that he wants to put some money in the athlete's pocket. And that's pretty much all he had to tell me and I was on board. Yeah, no, it's definitely a big give back. I mean, we currently have four tiers. Tier one is zero to 3,000 athletes is a guarantee of $31,000 cash prize giveaway. First place, 5,000. Second place, 3,000. Fourth, uh, third place, 2,000. Fourth place, 1,000. Fifth place, 500. And each event winner, male and female side, get $1,000. So if you totally kicked ass in one workout, you win $1,000. If you won all events and the entirety of the event, you win $9,000. Um, tier two is 7,000 athletes. We give $70,000. Tier three is uh, 10,000 athletes. We give 120,000. Tier four is 20,000 plus. We give $240,000. And obviously, like if we hit like 50,000, something like that, we'll redistribute all the numbers. But I'm not going to keep on grossly um, pushing out these numbers just to, you know, hypothetically hit something that we don't know could ever happen. Have you thought about the cost of entry? What are we looking at as a price point for the participants? It's $30 to sign up as a individual. Uh, I believe as a team, it's going to be a hundred dollars. So like, let's say like the, you know, the, the Weeple army wants to sign up their team for a hundred dollars to potentially win the fittest team in OCR. And we're working on a nation thing too. We're working with a company called Competition Corner. They are hosting body and they're just moving a couple things around to allow like a little bit of a different um, platform for our event to look like, you know, cater our needs. But 
for right now, you can definitely sign up as an individual. You can definitely sign up as a team. It's only $30 as an individual for a team is $100. Um, nation's probably going to be the same exact thing to be like, you know, I don't know how you could sign up as a fittest nation, but we'll probably take away the fee of that if I had to guess. So you're going to scale your prize money offerings with the signups? With the signups. I can't guarantee like all this stuff. I mean, dude, like I'm, I'm trying my very best to make sure that this is a very beneficial thing for all participants involved. But, you know, obviously the more people involved, I'm trying to give back more. And, you know, at first it's just fifth, first through fifth. If we get all the way up to, you know, the second category, we're going 10 down to first place. If we get all the way down to the third category, we're going to push down even farther. If we get to the fourth category, first place is going to make $20,000. Second place is going to make $15,000. And this is like one thing I'm just going to be totally honest about that's made me so like it's bothered me about this sport is you go to a championship and they're like $250,000 uh, $250, prize purse, not cash purse. It's like it may be they only give away $60,000 and then the rest is in t-shirts and season passes and everything like that. We're trying to be very upfront our success is directly related to, to filling the pockets of athletes that are training really hard and trying to make this a profession. And not just to make this only about cash and only the pros, I really want to bring it back around to saying, I want the age group athletes to feel like they're very, very validated in this experience. So what I'm doing every single day is I'm getting on the line with all of the sponsors that I've worked with throughout the years to make sure that those 440 athletes that we were talking about in the age group divisions are able to all of a sudden open up their mail package and now they have an awesome piece of tech that's our tech sponsor. They have an awesome pair of shoes to start their season with or finish their training this year. They have this incredible other like, you know, like just all the stuff that the pros just get tossed for free. I want these people to feel like they have that experience too. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like I've, I've had a pretty awesome life where every day in the mail, I get something sent to me and I know how much that these aid groupers are really the people buying the stuff that the sponsors are su uh, supplying us with. And sometimes I feel like a, a little bit of a spoiled brat. So I want to make sure if I have the opportunity, I'll give back to that. So you're saying that 440 participants will receive some sort of prize or something. It's our, it's our goal to do that. I, okay. I'm not going to lie. Like my entire team it, behind me is making sure the legality and the operations of daily uh, needs for this company are met. It's my job as the founder of this company to make sure that I'm out uh, working on outreach with people like you, I'm bringing in sponsors to be able to help, you know, fulfill the needs that we're trying to meet for these athletes. Like it's 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 a big undertaking where I'm literally can't even begin to tell you. Like I'm filling up notepads every single week with information, details on partnerships, so I can keep tied in with all these crazy thoughts that are going on in my head. But now that we're like almost at the starting line of registration date, which is in two weeks, we will hopefully by then be able to announce some incredible partners. And so the, the way we can guarantee more money in the athlete's pocket and the the prizes and you know swag in the age group athlete is just simply drive signups? Yes, like this is a big thing that I'm trying to tell you guys. I'm asking, if you are listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested somewhat in this community and the behalf of it and its success and the longevity of it. I'm asking you it's whether or not you consider yourself to be an athlete or enthusiast. If you're an athlete, sign up and show up and compete. If you're an enthusiast, sign up and show up and support. It's our goal as a community to make sure that this year is one of our best. And everything's been taken from us, and I totally understand that that's out of our hands. 
But what you can do is make sure that on your behalf, if you don't, if you had money saved up for registration or gym membership and everything like that, and you've, you've been able to hold that back and you have a little bit to give, this is the time to give it. I'm already taking the money that I have in my back pocket and I'm giving it into this community because I've been given a lot. And I want to make sure that by the end of this whole thing, like we're like, we won 2020. We took it on, on behalf of ourselves to support this community and make sure that this was our best year. We owned this year. We, we had a crowdsourced business that wasn't something that we had a little affiliation with. Like we were all shareholders somewhat in the success of this opportunity. So mm. for me, I'm a big believer in that and I will be on every podcast and I'll be at every gym and I'll be at every trailhead and I will you know, scream at the mountaintops to make sure that this is successful. So you being a fan, fanatic, whatever the heck you are, I, I really am reaching out to you guys through this podcast right now to ask you to help push this thing because with all my best intentions, I'm trying to make this succeed for everybody. All right. So as a, as a potential, I don't know, consumer of your product, my hesitation would be, and this isn't scripted, this is a true, true question. The Hyrox thing was awesome, but it was such a hassle to film correctly, engage reps, and set up your workout transition area so you weren't losing time to people who had a better gym. What sort of thing are we looking at so that this is easy? It is so simple. I've done the CrossFit Open since 2011. I know the ins and outs of competition, the dynamics of competition, all the way through 24-hour multi-day races all the way down to like five minute or less workouts through CrossFit. I understand the whole gamut. And I said to myself, I was like, what's something that is like the bare minimum of equipment that I can ask people? And fuck it. I'll just release the information right now. We're gonna have we're gonna have to talk about you guys, the release date of you guys sharing this thing. So before you share it, talk to me. Well well we plan on sharing it Friday. So yeah. It's just tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, you can't. I'm sorry. I have to I have to, we we have to do this. We'll we'll talk about this later. We'll we'll talk about this later. Let's continue. We're we're, we're releasing this tomorrow, so don't share anything you can't have out there tomorrow. Yep. I'm not I'm not sharing anything that can't be um, unless something massively changes. Like this is what's going to happen. And guys, please don't hold a knife to my throat here. If something changes, I'm trying my very best here. Give the people what they want. It's very simple. You can do this all in one hand and you can afford it all. And most of you guys either have the equipment or should know somebody with the equipment if you're if you're athletes or fitness enthusiasts. One, you need a phone. You need to be able to go to your phone and go to the Strava app, press record, and be able to record the distance that we are asking you to run. It is just a traditional run. I'm not having you run in and out of the gym and do all this crazy shit. I just want you to run. Can they use the GPS watch? You can use a GPS watch as long as it goes into a Strava and then you can send the link to us so that we can go and click on it and our judging team can go and review your score. We have to be able to track your running. And this would be as simple as potentially like a 5K time trial. It could be that simple. It's so simple. It is. It, these distances are going to be something that everybody could understand. I'm not asking anything. It's very, very simple. The next piece of equipment that you're going to need is a pull-up bar. Everybody needs to have a pull-up bar. Listen, Obstacle course racing is a grip. It's a very grip grounded sport. You need to be able to navigate obstacles just like on a pull-up bar. That's how you train at home unless you have like some massive backyard and someone built you your own obstacle. Pull-up bar is essential. For men, you need to have two 50-pound dumbbells, okay? That's the only piece of equipment that you need on the men's side. On the women's side, you need to have two 35-pound dumbbells. That's all you need. And 
men and women are going to need to have 24-inch boxes. And I will send over the dimensions, and that's it. That is it. It is very, very simple. I could not lean it down any more than this because there are certain characteristics that you need to have, just like bucket carry, sandbag carry, double sandbag carry. Those, these, all of these weights equate perfectly over to what we've experienced before in our sport. The pull-up bar is something that everybody has probably done if you've done an obstacle course race, and you probably train on them quite regularly to be able to build up your strength for hercoist, rigs, you know, Z-walls, any of this kind of stuff. The box is going to be used. I, I don't want to explain anything about the box, but it's just it needs to be had. The dumbbells, as I said, grip and uh, you know grit strength need to, needs to be had. And then last but not least, you need to be able to have – you're going to have to have a measuring tape. I'll tell you that also. Well – so is there a scaled version of this or is it going to be a one, one option, give it your best, no scaled versions of this, one option? If you show up to an obstacle course race, you're doing start to finish just like everybody else. All right. Um, I like that. And I would argue that you're going pretty heavy. I mean, you're, like, you're going to really test two opposing facets of sport. You're going to test endurance and ability to run. I mean, even 50-pound dumbbells, some may not consider that heavy, but let's say you have a complex with – you know, 15 cleans in it or thrusters, that's going to add up. That's a good amount of weight. Uh, it's, it's not nearly as complicated as you guys think. I can't give you more details because the, the, the workouts get released when the actual workouts happen. It's going yep. to happen every Monday I release a workout starting November 2nd. Every Friday it must be submitted by. Every Sunday we, we tell you the event winner. Every following Monday we do another event. Every Friday we do the finish. It's like that in four weeks of succession. The workouts aren't going to be it, – this is not like CrossFit. I want people to understand completely. CrossFit does have an all-encompassing – they basically own fitness, but it's not like the CrossFit Open where you need to do power cleans at 225 pounds into walking on your hands into doing bar muscle-ups. It's not that kind of workout. It is something that would directly relate to the success of training for an obstacle course race. I think, I think it sounds very simple. I think the only, the only catch you're going to get a number of people on is that box. Because I think everybody has most of that stuff at home. So we're going to have to find a way to get these people a, a box or a homemade box. I would really like to make sure that this really defines the fittest athlete rather than the fittest athlete during COVID. That's my goal. And I'm, I'm sorry to anybody who does not have these things accessible to them. I wish you the best of luck. If you ever want to reach out to me and help, I will try to give you the best resources I have available to me. But here's the reality. I can't pretend to make an event like, which I'm seeing with a lot of virtual races where they're doing like jumping jacks and mountain climbers and they're like the best athletes in the world. I'm like, no, you're just doing this to make money and give people something to do right now. I'm doing this as an athletic event that qualifies you. And like I talked about this in length with Adrian, like these things are very serious workouts, like not serious in the way to make you scared. I'm just saying like they're very well designed to have a direct, like, you know, with an absolute correlation to the success of your racing and eventually hopefully qualify you to a professional event. I like it. And as far as you said, Strava, you were using for the run and then are you using video recording for the, the strength portion? This is a very simple thing. And it's, it's, I'm not asking anything that hasn't been done in CrossFit repeatedly for years now, which has been a very successful platform for them. And they have hundreds of thousands of people signing up and doing this every year. So if they can do it repeatedly, then we can do it on a smaller scale once. You're going to have to set up your camera so that you can see 
a clock in the background and you, there's apps that show the clock on your videoing like you know wad uh well you know i'll post all this stuff so people have the resources and you're going to have to be able to see your body enough so that myself or my my judging team is able to watch you let's say do a burpee touch the ground stand up do a pull up pull up pull you know locked out reach back down you know do a lunge, do a jump, whatever the heck it is, I need to be able to see your body moving and be able to know it's actually a full rep. Question for that. We hosted a virtual race and we requested video proof of everything. Are you reviewing every submission, even if you get 20,000 people, or are you uh, reviewing anyone who's in scoring position? Scoring position. And that's going to go back to about for every age group, about 10 to tw- 10 to f- uh, probably about 20 to 40 athletes. Sorry, I, my numbers mixed up. And we're going to do our very best to include everybody. But at the same time, like I've already done the math, dude, it is going to be so many hours of watching across mm-hmm. all of these athletes. And guys, understand that I am a race company. I am not a sit in front of a computer, watch all day video company. Like I would love to include everybody, but understand that our limits are somewhat less than everybody's hopes and dreams. So everyone submits and you get judged if you're in scoring position. Sure, but let, let's just say, you know, Thomas, 55 years old, did a, you know, a Tough Mudder a couple of years ago. I was like, man, I, I wanna do something. And he sees our thing online and he just wants to sign up and do it. You can just do it and put in your scores. You don't have to connect it to Strava or anything. Those Strava things and the video links verify you to potentially put yourself in ranking. If you just don't want to do it and you just put yourself in the thing and all of a sudden your scores come out and you're like, out of 20,000 people, I was 11,000th in the world. That's pretty cool, dude. I was like in the, you know, almost the top 50%. That's, that's, that's what we're trying to give you, man. Just like go have some fun. Let it be known. But if all of a sudden you're one of these guys or girls who's in the top 50 at, at most races that you go to and you're like i really want to see if i'm one of the best have your stuff ready submit it on time and you're in the running baby i like it do you have um can you give us just a little nugget like how long are we thinking these you know events could be like these run events could they be a minute could they be an hour could they be any bear in between and the strength events too like any idea can you give us any more tidbits everything is long enough to be related to events we actually do and everything is and none of our run events are close like none of our run events are half marathon they're under that i'll give you that i'm not going to make people run a marathon i'm not going to make people even run a half marathon i may not even make people run 10 miles who knows so you're gonna have two running time trials and two wads two wads and you're not going to be in the gym for like 20 30 minutes like to be honest like I, I i think high rocks did an incredible job what they were doing but some of the workouts were so long like even as a professional i was like god that's tough god mm-hmm. that is really tough and i just don't believe that spending that much time under tension really correlates to your success of the events that we're involved with high rock High rocks it does for them because they are just a functional fitness event that takes the best athletes in the world 60 minutes or less. But for us, I don't think bashing dumbbells and you know boxes for 30 minutes straight is going to make you a world-class obstacle. My, la- my last question regards to that um, is because people are going to want to know what the heck the events are, and those will not be released until that Monday. You will not have a clue or be able to specifically prepare for these events. They won't be released ahead of time. You will sign up, pay your money, commit to it, and then when that Monday drops, 
you find out what you're doing that week, correct? No idea beforehand. There may be some like teasers just to hype things up, but I'm not going to promise anything because when you promise people things and then they aren't met, people get upset. So I'll just tell you this, like, let's just think of an obstacle course race. I'll give you a Spartan race because they're pretty well known. You're going to run, you're going to go through obstacles. You're going to flip maybe a 400 pound tire. You're going to maybe pick up two 60 pound sandbags and walk up and down a hill. You're going to maybe do a Herc hoist, which is a lot of weight where you're pulling down on it. You know, you're going to maybe crawl, you're going to maybe jump back up again and then get back to running. So think about all of those movements and then think about how you train for them in the gym. Think about all the distances from like a TMX all the way up to a world's toughest mutter. Like what would all these things include? They'd include training your running. They'd include training your grip strength. They'd include training your, your core, your ability to hold things, your ability to sustain stress while a high while having a high height high heart rate in athletic maneuvers and stuff like typical stuff that you'd have to train for like you guys are starting to figure it out when i'm telling you just use mm -hmm. your brains I, like I as a as an event coordinator would love to share more but i'd also like to keep some suspense and also have a level of professionalism so that i don't feel like i'm giving anybody too much information all right i think you've given enough then but i do have one final question oh oh is the goal of this event to find out where everyone in the industry stacks up on these on these tests, or are these tests designed to give you a podium like you would see at a national race series or a Worlds? Like, is this a replication of a race, or is this a chance for racers to test on a slightly different proving ground? It's a slightly different proving ground. I don't think anything that we could do inside of the gym would directly relate to the success. Even even on a track, if I put Hobie Call on the track, maybe he'd have – let's put Mark Botris. Mark Botris has a freak show running capabilities, but and sometimes he has freak show race showings where he just dominates people. But then sometimes he just doesn't do well in events. So when our running test comes up, Mark Botris may be the champion. But then when the gym thing shows up, he may just be middle of the pack. But does that show directly based on those two analytics right there? Sometimes how often he how like how his results are when he competes based on my mindset? Yes. Okay. So I want it's going to be as close as possible. Like I think the best athletes in our sport are going to do extremely well in this thing. Will the best athletes in our sport sign up? I don't know. It's a lot of cash. Might as well make a payday out of it. Um, or, dude, out of nowhere, some guy from, like, Yugoslavia who's never done this stuff before. Like, one time in the Open, this gymnast from, like, the Eastern Bloc countries, they did a seven-minute burpee test. Like, you had to burpee down and touch a bar. The dude annihilated everybody in the world by a humongous number. And then after that, didn't do well in any other event. So we may find some freaks who've never been known before. And these guys may come out of the word work, like Zuzana in the highest, and just dominate. <laughs> you going to be taking part? I'm going to take part, but it's unethical for me to take the money. So what I plan on doing every single week is we're going to fly in pros to come compete against me for the release. And then we are like, it's going to be like, you know, we're going to win the internet, baby. We're going to have a show for you guys to watch and then a workout for you guys to do. What is this thing called? Do we have a name? Yeah. OCR star. OCR star. Do you have a OCR website star. or anything? OCR up? stars. Stars. OCR with an S or a Z? S at the end. We could put a Z in there just to spice things up. I'd love so to everybody, see everybody. My goal is basically I want to find the star, but I want everybody to feel like a star. This is an opportunity for the community to come together, have something really fun, see what we can do together, and see if 
us as a community can overcome what's going on in our life right now. Because I'm not a believer in being told what to do, and I'm not a believer in having people shut down my life and goals. So I'm going to break through. So I hope people are going to come with me. Are these solo efforts, or can Kirk and I get on the track and race each other for our mile? Mm. If you do a mile or a 5K. You guys totally could. Everybody can do anything. You guys can do video submissions next to each other. If you guys run next to each other and you have the video, you could send it in together. It has to be verified, though. Like if all of a sudden he presses stop and he beats you on the track and then all of a sudden Bracken's like, well, I was only five seconds behind him. I'm like, dude, I can't verify that because you didn't show me video of you coming across the track. So make sure that if you're going to race with your friend, make sure that you have yourself visible very well with the clock visible on all movements in the gym and at the track because I want to make sure that if you're working hard that you deserve to have your, your, your scores validated. So if we're on the track at the same time and he drops me, I have to have another camera showing me so you know I didn't just cut across the infield. I guess, yeah, I guess. Like, okay. I mean, listen, if, if, if I can't see you, then I'm not counting it. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not bored with that. You don't have to film your runs, by the way. You don't. You do not have to film your runs. Strava is your verifier for your runs. And listen, there, trust me, there's going to be people who try to cheat. And we are going to look your name up and we are going to see if you have any athletes, if there's no – there's no verified information that you exist before and you run like a 357. I'm just going to be honest. We are probably not going to send you a check. You know, I saw this the other day. A guy submitted some master's results in this competition and he broke four in the mile and he broke 14 in the 5K. And he would, he did it. His GPS showed he went around the track, but he didn't have cadence and he gained like 200 feet of vert. And they realized they had put his GPS watch on a drone and he flew it around the track. <laughs> but you got to be able to show cadence and you got to be able to show vert. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like also I'll just give you, I'll give you something like one metric we're going to say like, so let's say it's a 5k time trial. You can do the 5k, but if you have a net negative gain, we're not counting it. You're running downhill. So sorry. It either has to be zero or positive. Like, just think about that. Like that's something I'm going to give you guys to make sure that people aren't like, what the heck, man? I'm like, dude, you lost 500 feet on your 5k. Like you're losing, you know, a couple hundred feet per mile. Like I'm not letting you do this. I, uh, I want to bless the hearts of those that are going to comb through that data. I'll tell you what, like that is going to be probably the hardest part of the whole thing. I, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. Bracken and I would, we have 160 participants Bracken and, uh, combing through that data was, uh, was, I hope you have some really good friends that you're going to buy a six pack of beer and you're just going to sit around and comb through this and make it a party. Trust me, it's a significant part of our budget because I can't just it is, I yeah. can't tell somebody over a month to keep on watching videos. We're going to have the head judge and then we are going to have multiple judges underneath. I can't be like, "Hey, watch these videos, dude, and you can come over to my house, I'll cook you a steak later." Like, no. So <laughs> you have to understand, people are all getting paid. Um, you know, Benny's getting paid, the finance guys getting paid, the judge is getting paid. Um, you know, Robert Coble, Robert Coble's probably looking for work right now. You could probably bring him in. Yeah. So like one of the people I've already talked to him and I, I don't know if this is going to get, I probably shouldn't share this because I want to make sure that nobody gets in trouble, but we're hiring people as part of the community that you already know who are people who have been part of this community for a while and work for the industry. We're trying to give back to those people. This isn't just about athletes getting some cash to throw on their bank account and, you know, age groupers you know that they have a cool t-shirt or a watch to wear. It's like, I'm making sure whoever I can support, I will support. Yeah. So like yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot behind this and I'm, I'm losing hair, losing sleep. But by the end of this, man, I'm going to have a, a big, bright smile. That's all I care about. 
You always have to have something to focus on and focus on hard, don't you, Hunter? You got to go 100 miles an hour at something. You have no other way to live. No, 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 dude. Like, that's, that's, that's me. I got to win something. So that's just, that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I hope when I die, probably at the age of 45, because I burnt the light too bright, um, <laughs> that, that I'm satisfied, that I got a bunch of gold medals hanging on my wall, plaques pictures standing next to presidents and stuff, shaking their hand for being such an honorable soul. It's going to be cool. I think you're on your way. You already party with the Backstreet Boys. Did you get pictures that weekend? No, no, no. I think when you hang out with people like that, it's your goal to never pretend. Like, it's just completely act like they're not that cool. They're not that big of a deal. Otherwise, there's like, what, dude? You want a picture with me? Quit being so weird. It's just like, you just act like, whatever, dude. You're just a Backstreet Boy. I don't give a shit. I respect that. Never bought one of your CDs. So yeah, <laughs> it's um, we're on our way, man. If I can ever share anything with anybody, you guys know where to find me. September 2nd is 99.9% the, the start date for signups. We have two months to push through to get as much people and many people signed up, spreading the word about it as possible. Obviously, as this thing grows, the opportunities for athletes grow. We're going to try to include as many people as possible in this endeavor because we'd love to support and be part of the community in every way. And November 2nd, we start it. November 1st is the end of sign update. So please sign up, guys. One, uh, one critique we got of our events was that some of the athletes, if they didn't win money, they didn't have anything in their hands afterwards, like a T-shirt to say they did it or anything. Do you have any plans for that? Because people love their T-shirts. They love their medals. You think you can get a sponsor on board or somebody to help with that? We are going to do – if you. It's, so it's $30 to sign up. It's going to be $60 to get your shirt, and it's going to say OCR, star, stars, and then athlete on the back. And then you know, if you qualify – now, this is still like all getting equated into the budget because 440 people with shirts at $30 a pop – because you have to understand, I have to get the shirt. I have to ship the shirt. I have to, you know, all this kind of stuff. Some things may change a little bit. Um, if you qualify, we are going to send you qualifying shirts as well. Okay. Participants are getting shirts though. So this is the real deal. If, like you, if, you, if you pay for your shirt, $30 does not get you a shirt, guys. I'm so sorry. Like it's, you know, t-shirts cost money. So, yeah. and so does shipping. And so does setting this whole thing up. So understand you can buy your ticket and you can buy your ticket and your shirt. Perfect. I think that's what people want. So like, that's important. So that's good to know that little thing right there. We'll get another thousand on board just for that. I bet you it will. I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything within my power to make sure that like, I'm just like writing down. I'm like, Oh crap, like shirts. Oh oh, crap, this. Oh crap. And you have to understand like the things stack up. I'm like, gosh, I, I just show up to these things and run them. I don't even, I don't have the balls to do this for extended period of time. Like Joe has like, there's no, Joe's like 45 and he looks like he's 65. Oh no. You guys freeze. Damn it, Bracken. You don't put that evil on me, Ricky. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Is there anything else we didn't ask you about the event or anything? Sounds pretty badass. I'll tell you what, Hunter, I have not participated in any virtual events yet. I will, I've, I'm already interested enough to know that if I'm up and running, I'm doing this thing. Bracken, I, got you I got one sign up, people. I'm putting that down. We got one sign up. I'll Venmo you my money right now. Here's my deal I'm not healthy enough to run on flat ground, but I'm signing up. Yeah, there you go. yeah. He's going to be the guy with the 500 foot descent 5K. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, if you can't even do some of these workouts, sign up and support. Do what you can. Like, this is a community based endeavor, and do what you can. Listen, how many tens of thousands of dollars of prize money has this group won over the years in OCR? How many free flights? How many free shoes? 
I don't, I changed careers because of this. I get to be a stay at home dad because of this sport. If I can spend $30 or $60 to help another guy like me win a little bit of prize money and take it home. Like, yeah, I think that's probably the least I can do. That's what I'm saying, dude. This is why it's so much fun. I just thought about it. The first person I thought of when this shit happened, I was like, oh my gosh, like think about somebody like VJ. VJ is 21 years old right now. And if he loses another year of his life, dude, he may have to get like a real job. Like, you know, he may have to just like start to part ways with this thing. Kid is on the up and coming and so massively talented. And I've watched him do it for years, dude. The kid's been doing it for like six years. And like now he's starting to have these breakthroughs where he's winning NBC races and stuff or championship races now it's on ESPN. I'm like, this dude needs something to work for. I'm hoping that he kicks some serious freaking ass and a bunch of these sponsors that are getting involved see him win an event and they're like, dude, we want you on board. We want to support what you're doing next year. And then all of a sudden there's just some other kid who's never even been heard of before and he has like a, a you know, or she has an incredible experience. Boom, we got her linked up and we got her some cash and we got her some sponsors. Well, and it gives these athletes a chance to finally plug the people who are supporting them. Like they can, like Kirk, you were talking the other day, someone, someone owes you like $5,000 for sponsorships, but they're not paying you because there's no place for you to go out and wear their stuff while you're competing or whatever it is. And someone else gave someone like 9,000 bucks in sponsorship this year, but they're not getting any return on investment. Like this is the chance to go out and, and, and do those things that lifts everyone. Yeah. It's it's all connected in some way, man. It's 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 going to be a really it's going to be a cool story to talk about when it's done. But it's it's very exciting to live right now in the moment. Last question I have in regards to this um, is: Is there anything out there that people can go filter through, like a page, like an Instagram or a website or anything? Or not yet? Is that not live? It's not live. So we held everything back just to make sure everything was like completely secure, every lock tight. Like you know, you ever hear about when they build those ships and they like didn't check everything and they get it out into the harbor and it sinks like 10 feet into the ocean. It's like, whoa, 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 what the hell happened? And some person forgot to watch just like one little thing. So we are making sure everything is locked down tight before we get it going. I did just talk to Matt B. Davis this morning and he, he is going to be screaming pissed that you guys are releasing this right now. Cause I was like, yeah, dude, you can release the first one because you were the first person to interview me. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to release it like now. I know, oh, I, don't yeah. know. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I, in my company, maybe super pissed at me that I, this stuff ended up getting released. But here's the thing. It's tough because, you know, to be honest, you guys, you, everyone's going to hear this thing. And if there's not somewhere for them to go, we may lose a little bit of traction. But I'm hoping that, you know, because we're doing this together right now, that people will continue to use the momentum. And we'll talk about it because we only are about a week away from sign up. Well, listen, everyone who listens to us follows you on Instagram. All they have to do is just keep watching your page and they're going to know the moment they can head to a website. Sure. But people get lazy, dude. You know how it goes. They're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, I have to wait for a week. No. <laughs> you know how it goes. Well, if you guys want to come out and compete against me, I've got uh, I've got a plush place for you guys to hang out. I am in insanely good shape. So expect for your boy to be burning rubber and crushing, you know, crushing workouts. So be ready if you come. I'm gonna take you up on that. Are you in the Are you in the uh, the old ranch? I'm in the Rancho Oso, baby. Is that your the same room that you're in right now? Is that the the bedroom with that would glow under black light? Is that the one? Yeah, honestly, if you took a light out right now, it'd be tragedy. So yeah, it's it's a it's a great it's a great room, dude. So you're back in the same pad. You're back in that where the magic happens, where the training happens, the hills happen, the weights happen, overlooking the ocean. You're living it back in Malibu. Yeah, dude. I think honestly, if I can, it, 
I have been spreading myself too thin and I've been going back and forth between here and Colorado for the past two years. And I've been like going towards CrossFit. I've been going towards high rocks now that I'm home and like, I just, I've had to reset myself. I know exactly what my goals are and what I'm going to do. And these mountains have really shaped me as an athlete. So I'm going to be here. I'm going to keep it tight and I'm going to rip shit up. Well, well, let's talk about it real quick then. You know, we can make let's We're done with the business. I just want like five yeah, minutes. I, got the uh, I wish I did, but, uh, I want to know, uh, what are you, what the heck, what are your goals? You said, I know what my goals are and I know what I want to do. Why don't you share some of those with us? I mean, just bro goals, the beer mile, the 315 bench and 430 mile the same day. Um, high rocks world champion, like official goals, high rocks world championships, um, December 12th in Germany. I'll freaking smoke the freaking barn doors off of anybody who shows up. Uh, I got, yeah, man, I'll move that sled like a hot knife through butter. Everyone's going to be cracking. Their backs are just going to turn into dust. Um, I am going to be going, I'm going to set the Murph world record again. I'm not going to overtrain this time. I'm like, I'm starting to slowly build up now rather than two months of just like break my body to get this thing done. So I want to get that sub 30 cause I was close last time and then I overtrained. Um, then I would love to come back into OCR traditionally, like just coming back into these mountains. I'm starting to feel my feet snap underneath me and bounce a little bit again. I was like, dude, all I got to do is fluctuate maybe seven to 10 pounds and I'll be in striking shape again for where I was. You know, I can still hold hard miles. I just need to sharpen things up. So, um, all that. So, we, so just, to, uh, just to follow that up then. So you're going to think you're going to work on these sort of these personal goals, like the squat and the, and the mile, and you're going to do, working to high rocks and keep a lot of that functional strength. And then you're looking at like a real OCR season potentially in 2021. I don't think I'll ever fully be back in OCR. Like I just thought about this the other day. It's like, what, I don't think it serves me to go through a three month season with six very dynamic races that don't really serve what I love to do. Like I never really loved the big mountain races. I did it because I loved to win the championship. Now that I'm kind of over the idea of the championship, I would love to show up to West Virginia, run a super hard half marathon in, in terrain that I'm good at, go to another course that's like more flat like Seattle, be done. Like I was, I was training up super hard to be ready for Dubai. And it just seemed like the course that would have like really sparked the interest for me to come back into this thing. And then obviously it was canceled. But dude, I don't want to go to Tahoe again. This is what, the like fifth year? And so what you climb to the top of a mountain, back down a mountain, you jump over a fence, you go through a finish line. It's like, we've done it. Well, you alluded to trading for like your bro goals. Uh, Kirk Hunter, this is something we've ever talked about, but my brother and I have always had this idea. We wanted to do our ultimate man week. where like, we decide what our personal skill set is and try to hit as many physically impressive things in one seven day stretch as possible. So we, we kind of always thought we would do like, a one mile race, try to like break 420 in a mile, run an ultra, win a boxing matchup in Alaska, you know, like dunk a basketball, uh, bench our body weight, however many times, like as many of our physical skill set as we could do, like to, to complete a seven day stretch that no one else could do other than us. A, I think we should probably combine and do like the ultimate Kurt Bracken Hunter, as many people involved, your seven day stretch that no one else could match your seven day total. What would you have in there? I've already said it. If I could do in one week, row a sub uh, six minute 2K, bench 315 two times, and then run a sub um, rub, run a sub 10 two mile, like that was like the kind of thing where I was like, I don't think anybody will be able to touch me from broken skull all the way through OCR. 
unless it's like you know the extremes on the on each end. I just thought that, that was my thing, and it's like it's not that diverse. I just know that the amount of capacity you need to have and pull power you need to have for the row is massive. The amount of just endurance and and like you know economy and control that you need to have for that two mile two sub five minute mile back to back is massive and then 315 is just the muscle tension that your body's able to hold down and be able to move three plates two times massive it's like the second rep means it's not a mistake it's like you have the grit to do another one so that's how i equated it like those are some things i think would just be freakish and i don't think anybody could touch it I think that uh, 2K under six minutes is the hardest one to do. Yeah. I think that's harder than the rest. Yeah. That's, well, how close have you come on that one? 6.07. Oh, Bracken, have you ever 2K time trialed on the rower? Because it is, it is inside out blow up. No, but I've 1K'd in less and slower than his, uh, his pace would be. <laughs> For two, it, dude, it's it's crazy. I think I'm six thirty six or six thirty nine, and it was the longest six thirty something of my life. I don't see. I would never get under six. I could train the rest of my life. It would never happen. I don't. It's hard to look at that monitor. My best week I did was I had I benched two seventy five, which is my lifetime max, and I ran four twenty two that same week. Oh, that's sick. But rowing, I'd be so far behind, and I didn't add anything. I roofed a uh, garage that week. That doesn't count. That's not. That's not impressive. So. <laughs> more to it. And I think I want to end it with or start it boxing in Alaska up in Novakovich's Fight Club. Dude, you want to hear something? I'm uh, trying to arrange a boxing match against Logan Paul and a couple of like internet groupie buddies. The problem is Logan's starting to get good. He's put in enough time training that technique is starting to become a real thing. Sure. The thing is, you can't get beat by a YouTube personality, and that means you're going to actually have to train. Yeah, I, I'm going to put the work in if they say yes. Like he just offered to wrestle any any influencer for ten thousand dollars. I was like, I'm an influencer. I'll wrestle you for ten k. I will show up with ten thousand dollars and I'll break you. So I was just going to see like what we had going on there, and like th that's something I'm really into right now. It's like. If I'm going to be stuck at home and like also even when I'm in full competition, I was like, I just need someone to put gloves on me and let me just beat the shit. So, Why have you not been on Rough and Rowdy yet, Hunter? I don't know. That's really your calling. Have Are you those, seen that? I've heard of it. I just Are those guys just like beer drinking champions that just get out there and beat each other up? Yeah, it's like backwoods folks with missing teeth. And yeah, they, they put their Coors Light down and get into the ring. It's a uh, it's good time. You'd fit right in. I think you'd do well. Dude, I am in. paid gigs. Those are paid gigs, man. Kirk, what would be on your list? Would you catch a, a golden trout in there? Finish your week off with something like that? No, I oh, is it one of those intangibles? I think it would end with some sort of like archery, um, or catching like a five pound bass. You gotta catch a five pound bass run a sub five minute mile. No, I no, you I mean you gotta make it so that it's your ultimate skill set week. Some five's not gonna cut it. I would like to see you catch a five pound bass bracken. Go for it. No, I'm saying the sub five minute mile. Like I want it. Like you got to put your ultimate skills on paper. Well, how about uh, how about uh, pulling up your own body weight? I think I can do one pull up with my own body weight tied around my waist. What is that? One seventy. You can do a hundred and seventy pound pull up. I tagged you in a hundred and fifty five pound pull up when we were going back and forth on Instagram. I've one rep one fifty five. What's another fifteen pounds? Screw it. Oh, wow. I'd like to see anybody do that. That's insane. Yeah, I rubbed, I rubbed your face. It's in there somewhere. You don't follow anybody on Instagram anymore because you're too cool, but it's in there. No, dude, I'll tell you exactly why I don't follow anybody on Instagram. I at first was like, I'm sick of seeing everybody's stuff. It's just like butts, abs, and people's sob stories on Instagram. That's just it. 
And I'm sorry. Like if, if, if that stuff's important to you, go ahead. It's just like none of those things serve my life. And I, it's not like I need to make the world about me, but it's my own portal to seeing what's going on in the world. I choose the channels that I want to watch. So I was like, you have to stop watching this stuff. It's not helpful. It's like softcore porn and just like makes me like aggressive. Like I'm just like, ah, this is so weird. Like, you know, um, but then I just followed my, my training company and it drives so much traffic to my training comp training company as a marketing tool. Bracken, I think you need to stop following Lisa on Instagram and only follow the running public. Me? Everybody else. Yeah. I need to start using Instagram. I don't think I've posted since our anniversary. Well, Instagram is a blessing and a curse. You could be a fool and fall into the portal of just emptiness and fun. Like it's, you laugh all the time. There's some weird shit on there. Uh, or you can use it like I met this kid the other day who helped me pick me up on my bike with a flat tire. He's 20 years old and he started a, this company called Raw Optics. So it's like a, like a blue light uh, blocker, blue blocker glasses. Dude, yeah, the dude's killing it. And he started his own business online. And it's like the kid didn't have to go to college. He started a successful business. It's like it's your opportunity to use it as a tool or a distraction. And like another thing I have to say is like it's social media. Nobody's socializing anymore. People are just using it as this like buffer to be connected to human beings, which is so weird. Like I'll message people on there and they're like, leave me alone, you creep. And like, okay, whatever. I guess we're not friends. <laughs> Uh, it's such a, it's, I'm so torn on it because if I could do anything for society, I would remove social media. It would have yeah. never been invented. And yet it's, it's now like you can't get rid of it. And so you almost have to just embrace it and use it as a tool. And I can't stand that. Yeah. What are you going to do, man? Um, I don't know. Uh, boys, I love you, but I got to go pee. Do it. <laughs> That's fair. I, well, are you okay? See ya. Oh. I thought, I thought he was leaving the, the podcast. He's just. He'll be back. <laughs> I'd like to be. I'd like to be done in nine minutes at the most. So I guess we'll just maybe say an official goodbye when he comes back, or what? Yeah. Now this is total speculation. If I had to guess, they're going to do a one mile time trial, and then either a five k or a ten k time trial, and then they're going to do something like a push up, pull up, box jump, imam, and something with farmers carries and ground to overhead. That's my guess. What I'm do going five, 5K time trial and max distance in 60 that minutes. Oh, one of those bathroom breaks that just felt like absolute heaven. We thought we were signing off officially. No, no, I we, thought, we thought you were that's just you were just hitting running. No, no, no. I mean, listen, I'll say goodbye now if you guys want to say goodbye, but you know, we got a good recording hour and 20 minutes full of just bountiful information, uh, of amazing race on the horizon, experience that will change all lives for the better. We're excited. Do you have any of um, like life altering advice, like just a one nugget that you can leave the audience with, like one little, you know, hunter wisdom nugget to drop for anybody? What do you got for us? Um, if you wouldn't read your own uh, biography, then, you know, stop living it. That's mm -hmm. a big piece of advice I'd have to say. If the acts that you live on a daily basis wouldn't be someone you'd be interested in, then you should stop living it. Like if you're just living this mediocre life of decency, mediocre life of hard, like not moderately hard work, a mediocre life of just honesty and integrity as a human being, and you picked up that book and you read about yourself, what would you, would you flip more than two or three pages in or would you just put it down or would you read to the back as soon as possible because you were so fascinated and influenced by this person's incredible, like, you know, incredible work. 
And, you know, I'll admit when I was younger, I lived a little bit selfishly. I lived a little bit wild. I hurt a little bit of people's feelings. And I had to have a come to Jesus moment very young that I was either going to spend my life in jail or my life alone. And then all of a sudden, I just decided to drop all of the bullshit that I was creating for myself and others and start creating a story that I would love to read. I would love to be involved in. I'd love to just be a, on a piece of paper of one of the 500 pages that belonged to it if I was one of his friends because that was an incredible life that was lived by that person. And that's it, man. Like, I think about, I think about the dishonest acts that have served me in life. And then I think about how I would tell my mother if I had done, like, you know, if I went into a party and like cheated on my girlfriend, or if I stole something from somebody, did something dishonest. If I sat down with my mom and I told her that story, how she would receive it. And that same exact thing that would have to be part of my book. I'd have to be honest about it. So live with integrity, live like you're a superstar and you know all rewards come i think it's a funnel effect you know it's a gravitational pull the greater you are as a human being the more great things will come to you and i live by that day by day and if i have to live on top of a mountain i have to sculpt myself to be something amazing that will eventually be shown to the world when i'm ready uh, i'll put the time in so that's what i would say you should do yourself i'm inspired that's gold yeah let's not ruin this by adding anything extra i think that's good all right boys and girls I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Bye, Hunter.